1: Breaking, breaking news, breaking news. The Suns might be involved in a trade for Bradley Beal? Yes, on the last edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast, Matthew, Lissy, and I came to you live as we explored options for DeAndre Ayton's contract. Real or not real? Matthew, I brought up Bradley Beal, and we both kind of laughed it off. In fact, I think it was the first one that I brought up. Simply because Bradley Beal, his name has been mentioned as of recently as somebody who is going to be on the trade market. So I came up with a Bradley Beal for DeAndre Ayton and Landry Shamit deal. Sham Sharanios let us know today that Bradley Beal has two finalists: the Suns and the
2: Heat. (laughs) Huh. And I heard Shamit's name in there too. Yes. <laughs> so oh, we'll get to all of that. Still coming to fruition. I um, I'm very excited about today. Uh, face down, booty up. This is going to be a great day because we're talking about Bradley Beal, a man who's finally going to be traded, whether to the Suns or somebody else. It doesn't matter. I'm excited for him to come here, but he's finally getting traded. A lifelong dream of ours, right? Going to worldwide. Happen.
1: Worldwide. You know, it, it wouldn't be right if we didn't sit and hang out with one of our good friends, Suns geek. <laughs> What's going on, man? Madness on this Saturday, isn't it?
3: Absolute chaos. The NBA offseason is going to be chaotic. Let's get Bradley Beal traded right now. Right as right as we're live. Let's do this. Yes,
1: yes <laughs> yeah, I want breaking news. I want you know at Suns Geek, you're always good at, at monitoring the socials while we're live doing yep. podcasts and shows together. Got my phone ready. Perfect. Notifications <laughs> are on and yep. on and are engaged, ready for any kind of news that will come down. But it came out today, and I know that all of us were probably somewhat shocked when we heard it, and that's what we're going to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast, which is also being simultaneously cast on Suns Geek Channel. So, appreciate the fact that we are getting exposure for you, you're getting exposure for us, this is what we do as the Phoenix Suns community, and I think that... As, as we go through everything that we're going to talk about, there's going to be some differing opinions because there's a lot of different mechanisms at work here. So, before we get into all that, make sure whatever channel you're on, if you're on Suns Geeks channel, please subscribe. If you're on the Suns Jam Session channel, please subscribe. We just hit 3,000 followers as of today. Ooh, yes, yep, that's that's 3K. thank 3K. you. We don't need any anymore, So, we're good. We're good. <laughs> but Hop over to the other channel. Give us, give us uh, everybody a sub there. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe, rate, review. We need one more five star review for 100 on Apple Podcasts. Oh huh?
2: wow, are we a perfect five?
1: No, we're a 4.8. Somebody dinged 4. us 8. recently. 8. Yeah, we're
2: 4.9. Spotify still. I still see like it's going up, but 4.9 still. It's those eight <laughs> stands, man. Once... Everything you want is the other side of hard and those Amen. stores.
1: Yes, and I'll tell you, once Aiden is in Washington, we don't have to deal with the eight stands anymore. So. Pop them if you got them, Suns fans. Ooh yeah! Oh, a shot. Is that it? (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) All right, (laughs) let's talk about Bradley Beal potentially to the Suns. Was are sent out today at 1049 a.m. Arizona local time from Sham Sharania. Developing Washington is in serious talks with two finalists, Miami and Phoenix, on a Bradley Beal trade. Sources tell The Athletic, the Suns have emerged as a serious threat for Beal, which holds a no-trade clause. So obviously that sends sends everything into a tizzy. All the, All of us Suns fans go, huh? You know, just like Tim Allen does in a home improvement. So, when you first heard that news, Suns Geek, what what was your first initial reaction?
3: The Phoenix Suns are trying to win a championship. They don't care how expensive it is. They don't care about what the NBA Twitter is saying and all the skeptic fans out there. They do not care. The Suns are trying to win a championship. Now, is Bradley Beal the answer to an NBA championship? I don't know. That's what we're obviously going to discuss. But I'm not gonna lie, to you guys. I was pretty hyped. Uh, this is just goes to show that Matt Ishbia, James Jones, and the Suns front office want to win. I- I'm hyped, man.
1: Matthew, what were your thoughts? Were you on, <laughs> were you
2: on the toilet? no i was not this time actually good, i did that good. previously probably about 8 a.m so that was out of the way um first off sun's geek great beard looking good over I, there it it's good looking beer. It. looks really good um but yeah uh, first thing i thought about was joe house and sending our absurd trash over uh, excuse me <laughs> to washington it's not trash but it's absurd the the take back they're gonna have if this actually happens you know you got the guys that we don't really want we know we can't carry on with and we're talking about every trade every trade pod we've done Who's going to want these guys? Who's going to want these guys? Now it's Shamit, Aiden, and Chris Paul. God bless you, Chris Paul, and all that. But if it has to happen, it has to happen. And these are guys that we thought we might not be able to trade. But you forget about the Wizards and just how they will take in the human garbage. And no slight DA might be an all-star. Who knows now that I'm saying this stuff. But it looks good. Of course, contracts is an an issue. Right, John? You're probably going to talk about that and how this might be. You know, keep our hands tied a little bit for the bench and the depth, well, but it's, it's a little exciting right now.
1: It's it's definitely contractually uh, possible and feasible. I don't know if it's contractually responsible for the Suns to do it. You know, my initial thoughts aligned with Suns Geek when I was just like, you know what? The fact that the Suns are being mentioned in this goes to show you that they are active participants in – what is going to be a a very interesting trade deadline and free agency run in the NBA and and for the Phoenix Suns. And we say it before, we say it every offseason, this is the most important offseason in the history of the Phoenix Suns. It's true. It is, though. It is. (laughs) When you have the assets like... Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, you're trying to build around them and you're trying to put yourself in a position to go win a championship during this window that exists. Because as much as we're living in the here and the now, a window with these two players is only two or three seasons long. I mean, that's just that's just reality. If you if you truly think about it, that's how long windows in the NBA exist. So you're trying to to impact it as much as you can. When I heard Bradley Beale's name, I thought of the pod that Matthew and I did talking about trading DeAndre Ayton. And you talk about the what and the why and the how when it comes to somebody like Bradley Beal. You know, what's the reason Washington is willing to move on from him? Well, it's simply due to his contract, right? He is in the yeah. second year of a five year, $251 million contract. He has $207.7 million left over his next four years. So he's getting paid. next year 50.2 the next 53.7 the next and then in 26 27 he has a player option for 57.1 million dollars which hmm i'm guessing he's going to uh he's going to opt into that one my friends so i really think that they're trying to get off of that money the Suns are a team that are clearly with matt ishbia behind, you know, pulling the strings behind the scenes in the organization is trying to move off of
2: Chris Paul, trying to win now. Is Bradley Beal the right choice? You know, for me, does it make them a contender? I think so. But just coming off of last season, watching Kevin Durant the way he was and the way he played on the court, it's tough to see anything else, you know, in a son's uniform. If KD can come back, then yeah, absolutely. But maybe we get Beal. And Beal and Booker are an awesome dynamic duo in the backcourt. But then KD still is kind of the same, right? He's just kind of older and stuff. So I don't know if it makes him a contender right away. I am excited for it, um, but I just – Beal hasn't won anything, right? He was kind of in the Booker mode the last – what his whole career basically with Washington. Remember, they were together as those guys, like, can they win anything? Booker's moved on. Now it's Beal's turn. Can he win? Is he that that guy with the same mentality as Devin Booker and Kevin Durant? Because I think Mike Wilbon was on PHNX, and he was talking about how – you know, Aiton doesn't fit in with those guys, right? Does Bill? Does Beal? I think so. But, I mean, it's going to be really tough for him to kind of start winning in the NBA, I think.
3: I think another thing, too, and, John, you slightly referenced it. I mean, talking about how, like, Bradley Beal and his contract and how he kind of has all the power. Because he even gave permission to the franchise to say, yeah, start talking to other teams and all that. But another thing that might be getting overlooked here, and I've sort of been tweeting about it, is... The Washington Wizards have a new president and uh, front office person or whatever, Michael Winger, who not only is doing the Wizards, but the Washington Mystic and the uh, Wizards G League team as well. Yep. And I've I've read some reports and I listened to a podcast that he was on with Woj and he pretty much is going to be taking a look at this roster and seeing who he wants to keep. But it, he's not necessarily ruling out the potential rebuild, which clearly with this Bradley Beal stuff is going to happen. I mean... I spent a whole hour on my show yesterday talking about Kyle Kuzma and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent. Who knows what's going to happen with Chris Tapp's Porzingis. So I feel like, yes, a lot of this is all about Bradley Beal, but it's also the direction that the Wizards are currently going in. And then also uh, Mike Vigil from the, I hope I said his last name right, yep. from the Timeline Podcast tweeted out something like, now I'm paraphrasing him, but he said something like, it doesn't really matter what the Wizards get back necessarily, and I said I agree with that because again, the Wizards are in a rebuild mode. So,
0: you know, but it's
2: crazy it's, they have a pretty decent roster. I know the contract yeah. does suck, but Kuzma was good last year. Porzingis kind of showed a little glimpses here or there. Yeah, um, they just they have some guys there that they can probably build something. It's like when are they going to actually build and just hold on to these yeah. dudes? It's just because they're in Washington they want out these players. Um, you know, it's it's a different it's a different game now in the NBA. Yeah. You know, it's about building. You know, season to season. Now the Suns are in that. They're not, you know, building on anything from the from the past except for Booker. You know, we just have Booker now, and that's it. We were building something now, it's just every season, just add place and go, place and go and see if we can win a title this year. And that's just where we're at right now as the Suns.
1: And the Wizards, they're again with a new new leadership there as well. They're 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 in fire sale mode because they want to build that that franchise in their own image, just as Matt Ishbia is doing here in Phoenix. That's why this makes this plausible and interesting and something that a couple of days ago, we didn't really necessarily uh, contemplate because again, going back to the numbers, it's just, it is irresponsible. Yeah. It is irresponsible to pay Bradley Beal that much for the lack of production. And I know I said it on the last pod and I apologize. I was talking to, you know, about Aiton's value price for value paid. And, you know, people are like, well, if you look at the dollar amounts, oh, yeah, it's, it's a bad comparison. I will say this though. Do you feel that Bradley Beal is worth $46 million? Do you feel, or 47, I'm sorry. Do you feel that Bradley Beal should be the highest paid member of the Suns? Because if the Suns acquire him, he is.
3: I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to say no, but that's just because of Devin Booker. If Devin Booker was not on this roster, maybe Bradley Beal does deserve it. Is Bradley Beal maybe a little bit overlooked due to his contract? Probably. Maybe because he spent all that time with the Wizards? Absolutely. But is he one of the better players in the league? One of the better scorers in this league? Yeah. And and I feel like this is what maybe fans might be a little scared of, and I understand it, is is the contract and all that and the injury history. But Bradley Beal can play, man. That's Mm -hmm. plain and simple. I don't don't think the hype around this Bradley Beal trade, you know, rumors and everything, especially – with the information that came out today, wouldn't be so big if Bradley Beal wasn't a good player.
2: Yeah, I'll go second here. I think, um, no, I mean, absolutely not. It's a ridiculous contract (laughs) that probably should have never been offered to him. But the thing is, is like the Suns are just in that hole now where you have to find other guys. And I don't know if he's worth it if he's going to be the guy that doesn't take over when Booker and KD are off certain games and he can just take over and win games for us. That'd be great. Obviously, it's going to be double teams all over the place. Guys are going to be wide open. That's going to be nice. But it's like it's kind of like, well, can you, get, can you get some guys off the bench or some role players that can kind of fill the shoes of when KD and Booker off, can they take over and win a game for us? I just feel like when I'm thinking about it now, I'm just like, is Beal just going to be that guy? I don't see him being the front guys. I see him being the third guy behind KD and Booker, depending on how KD plays this season. So absolutely not. It's a ridiculous amount of money. It's just the name. It's the name of Bradley Beal and how awesome he is as a player and all-star. And that can get you excited, but when you do look at it, you're like, okay, is he the third guy? Is he going to have how, – how often is he going to actually have the ball? So those are some concerns. Um, so the contract, when you look at it, just kind of just makes you feel like, fuck, like this kind of sucks <laughs> a little bit, right? But I don't know, man. What do you think,
1: in, John? In, in my opinion, it's it's a lot of bit, right? So so offensively, yes, he's he a solid offensive player. If you – look at some of the advanced metrics, right? And you go to basketballindex.com, you know, key talent metric grades. He gets an A minus in three-point shooting, an A in finishing, an A plus in playmaking, an A in uh, isolation defense. Uh, But his defense and his offensive impact is an A plus. And that's relative to all other players in the position or or in the NBA at his position. His defensive impact is literally an F or bballindex.com. And you look at what he's done over the last – go back to DeAndre Ayton's rookie year, 2018-19. That's the last time that Bradley Beal played more than 57 games in a season. He played 50 last year. He played 40 the year before, 60 the year before, 57 in 2019-20. And we know that, you know, obviously that was a a pandemic year. His scoring has faltered. He's averaged 23.2 the last two seasons. He's shooting a total of 34% over his last five seasons from beyond the arc. So from an offensive threat point, he does have offensive capabilities, yeah. but he it's not consistent enough. Again, I go price for value paid. He is getting paid you know, $10 million more than Devin Booker is a year. So if you're looking at a roster construction standpoint, does it make sense to go after a guy who – I would say he's past his prime. If it, he's on the fringe of his prime this next year, and That's this would fair. be the the prove it year, right? Yep. Based on what his performance would be within the confines of what this team could potentially be, because again, you're not expecting Bradley Beal to come to Phoenix and go for 30 a night. Yeah. But if he's somebody who can't get you 18 to 25, we got some major issues relative to his contract.
2: Yeah, you're talking about the prime, the prime of his career. And there's going to be two guys on this roster now with KD and Beal where you're worried about they're just past their prime. And there obviously KD is a little bit. And then now you're like you're trading off a young asset, Nate. And like we're going to go back and forth here on this pod, right? We're going to be hot oh, and yeah. cold on this whole situation. But now you're looking at like the way Mikael playing with the Nets and like the way that DA might play with the Wizards or be that guy. And you're just you're hoping you're like, well, these guys, you know, they their names and they're maybe still in their prime but that's a lot to hope for when you were already building something that was going in the right direction in a way, you know what I mean? So that's tough to look at it that way. I'm just not very comfortable with the whole thing yet. Um, I feel like if it were to happen, of course I'd be excited, but Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of concerns right now. I feel like with this team and if you're adding that guy with that much money, I don't know if that's a good thing or not when you're letting go some young talent, even though we don't want DA back, but it's just something in the back of my mind. Right.
3: I will say too, kind of going off what you said, like, And again, I'm not even going to sit here and pretend like I understand the salary cap or the new CBA and all that shit. But like, it's true. Like, I've already seen the memes and all that about how like, oh, the Suns would have a bunch of G League players and like, you know, LA Fitness dudes like rolling up and being on our bench. Like, I don't know how financially all this would work. But do I trust Matt Ishbia and Josh Bartlestein or whatever his name is and James Jones and all that who are running our front office? I do. Are there some very serviceable players out there who might want to join our team for cheap? Absolutely, we've seen that before. We're going to see it again. Uh, but the Suns would also, if this does go down, the Suns are going to have a lot of questions outside of our big three to answer. And again, this is what James Jones and all of them get paid the money to figure out is to figure out the money, if you will. So it's going to be it's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that you bring up that point because it is true. With Devin Booker and Kevin Durant alone, not even with Bradley Beal, one of the most interesting things that we're going to see this upcoming free agency season is how players are going to be willing to come to Phoenix on veteran minimum deals. Yep, Because that's going to be vital, vital to the Sun's success and sheer ability to fill out the roster. Because due to the new CBA, due to the tax apron and the second tax apron and – all that fun stuff standing in the kitchen with nothing but your second tax apron on they they will be limited if they are to bring on Bradley Beal and i'm not even talking about Chris Paul or DeAndre Drayton Bradley Beal plus Kevin Durant plus Devin Booker that puts you at 130.1 million in in payroll the
0: the just salary for this cap, season
1: just for this season and that's and the salary cap is projected to be 134 So the way that it works is once you go over 134, then you're going to go ahead and you're going to hit the, the, uh, the penalty penalties relative to monetary penalties. And as you, the higher you go about, I think it's 179. It's projected is that second tax apron. Once you hit that, that's what really hinders your ability to do a lot of things. It takes away your mid-level exception. You can't hire or you can't, uh, sign, uh, Buyout players at the at the market. You can't take in over twenty five percent. Once you go over the one thirty four, you can't take in over twenty five percent of a solid. So I mean, there's a bunch of different outside yeah. of mon- yeah. Well, there's a bunch of different restrictions outside of monetary restrictions, and that's what the second tax apron does. And you're putting yourself in a position to where if you if you do this trade and you keep Chris Paul, which we know is not going to true, or you can keep DeAndre Ayton, which could be possible. You keep DeAndre Ayton, now you're already at one sixty. Before that's four players, yeah. 160. Now again, <laughs> Matt Ishbia might just say, you know, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going all in. I'm doing it all. And if we have to have those those restrictions, if I have a roster that includes Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, if you build it, players will come. That's what he's potentially gonna bank on. Uh, real quick, a shout out to Libertarian Sasquatch 499 in the super chat. We truly appreciate. Not only you for donating in the super chat, but for all for everybody who is supporting the both of our, uh, our sites right now, even in the offseason. It's great to see so many people hanging out in the chat and firing off all of this information. Uh, maybe the front office already realized that this is the pe- best possible move they can make this offseason with the trade assets we have, which is valuable valuable. Because again, last Reach. season, the Suns had that kind of situation where they were so focused on Kevin Durant, they didn't do anything else around them. And perhaps this is it. And Sons and Eight has said it a couple times in the chat. And, and I do want to bring this up. Don't know if you knew this. But mm-hmm. Beal's agent is Bartlestein's dad. Yeah, I saw that. All right. So for those of you who don't know who Bartlestein is, uh, the the CEO of the Phoenix Suns, uh, his name is Josh Bartlestein. James and Jones's his dad boss. is Mark Bartlestein, who is Beal's agent. Yeah, James Jones's boss yep. is the son of the agent of Bradley Beal. So there's a lot of different mechanisms at play here, isn't there?
2: Yeah. Yeah, there is. It kind of all ties together. Um, if you're gonna go and talk about these guys being traded for him, and it's the only option, that is that's a good comment there. And it might be because, like I said in the beginning, you never knew that some team would take them on. It might be the only option to get rid of this, and that's just where my mind's at. So that kind of makes me feel a little bit better. But what do you think, Suns geek?
3: So Woj apparently was on whatever show he was on yesterday and said like the the market is quote lean for Deandre Ayton and I thought that, that was a little premature because I was like what if the Bradley Beal domino falls or what if another let's let's just say a terrible example Damian Lillard falls, you know, yeah. or another team trades players X, Y, and Z. I talked about this yesterday. I was like I felt like that was a little premature and then here we are. We wake up and Bradley Beal is wanting to either get traded to the Suns or the Heat. So I'm just like, I I wonder if this is gonna play out through time, and I wonder what else is gonna happen after this. Like I don't yes. even know if I'm making sense right now, but it's true. This like fun though. And and if this, I feel like a lot of these trades and and we clearly know the uh, the negotiations and free agency because teams have been pe- uh, penalized for it. They happen in advance, so I wonder if this has been kind of in the works. Maybe Woj didn't know about it because Shams tweeted out that one tweet hasn't tweeted since yeah so i'm like i wonder if this is still developing and if this has maybe been planned ahead of time and as that uh, super chat said like maybe this is the best scenario right now for the phoenix suns and again like something that is really getting overlooked here is the wizards are pretty much on a fire cell as i think you mentioned earlier like mm-hmm. i feel like they don't really care they're gonna let kuzma walk i don't know what's gonna happen with porzingis and they're pretty much rebuilding for the future. So
1: I do want to get to Kuzma here momentarily, uh, but I will say this, you know, Chris Haynes then tweeted out a little bit later. He said, Phoenix can offer a trade package of Deandre Ayton and Landry Shamit to Washington for Bradley Beal. But it's believed a Chris Paul Shamit deal is what it would take if Beal chose to force his way to the Suns via his no trade clause Mm -hmm. uh, league sources tell NBA on TNT. So now, you know, we've talked about kind of who Beal is as a player. We've talked about some of his injury history. We've talked about who he is as a scorer, uh, how he how he's an amazing offensive player when he's when he's healthy, and he's on the court. Uh, how he's he is a liability on defense. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about, and we could talk about a little bit of this, and then I want to get into some mechanics of some potential trades out there. Yeah. Uh, if we bring Bradley Beal, and I know Matthew, you and I were talking on this on the last edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. If we're to bring on Bradley Beal, would we? see more point booker would it be more would it would it be kind of instead of the exception point book is the rule or do you put the ball a little bit more in Bradley Beal's hands and say hey you know we need you to kind of run point you know he's somebody who uh you look at his statistics at least last year you know 5.4 assists per game had the the 2.9 turnovers so he's not you'd essentially everyone always says that Bradley Beal's like a poor man's booker right He's not a great distributor. He's not a gr- He's not an elite playmaker in any way, shape, or form. Do you just form that backcourt and offensively go, you guys are taking turns kind of playing the point, or would it be more of a point-book strategy, Matthew?
2: Well, last year we saw a lot of point-book, obviously, in the playoffs. Um, there was a, like a lot of games where his, he was struggling with his shot, but then you look at the box and be like, oh, he had six assists in the yep. first half. So mm-hmm. he's becoming that player. It's not as good as you want as a point guard. But if you're talking Dude, about he, he averaged book,
1: seven seven point two assists in the postseason, he was unfucking believable.
2: He, he was, he was unstoppable uh, at times. I mean, he took over a lot of those games in the first round. I think that it's going to be points. Everybody, everybody's going to have their chance with the ball. That's the way you go about it. I don't think it's just going to be okay. Book and Bradley Beal, all right. Point book. I think it's going to be take your turn, take my turn. But they're going to have a lot of like time to gel and like I figure things out in the off season if this were to happen this soon that way they can just you know run the offense the way they want to run. I think it's going to be difficult to just say, "Hey, point book, all right, take over, you got to feed Bradley Bill, and you got to keep KD involved." Those guys want the ball. They're going to get the ball and they're very unselfish. The only thing is like I said before is Bradley Bill, can he win on this team? Is he going to be okay with that? Yeah. So it's going to be an adjustment for 100%. him for sure. And I just I think that him, KD, and Booker are going to need the ball and they're going to be okay with that. These are three pretty unselfish guys so i believe in that i do it's just gonna be fucking weird to watch like thinking about it, it's gonna be like how interesting it's gonna be it's not gonna be basketball are we gonna be frustrated by these guys <laughs> just really taking turns and just you know ugly offense Just the iso because we saw in the playoffs yeah. and that's all they had that was the only option they had but it was not fun to watch
1: what do you think about point book I'm, brandon
3: i'm gonna piggyback off what matthew said but first off i'll just say this i was really i was very wrong about point book i used to be one of the biggest critics of point book but that was Prior to when KD got here and clearly, you know, the statistics show and the and the games show and everything that he got a lot better at running the point position and, and obviously on defense as well. He was really he's turned into a good defender. But and I like something Matthew said here. He said, like, if this trade happens this early, you know, they can have a full off season, you know, training camp and everything together to figure it out. And let's be real, like even like we, we, when we saw with Katie, there's going to be bumps in the road. We will we will lose some games if we trade for Bradley Beal and Booker's running the point or Bradley Beal's running the point. But don't forget, Kevin Durant can run the point. Yep. He can play make a little bit. If anything, that's one of Kevin Durant's most underrated things is him playmaking. But. I kind of wonder, even though the money will be, you know, there's no money after we trade for Bradley Beal, but like maybe we can get some some kind of a backup point guard, you know, that can pass if that's his specialty, if you will. Um, potentially we could do that. But would I trust a D book playmate, you know, point D book now, the, as opposed to a few years ago, absolutely. And again, Kevin Durant can play make as well. So,
1: and I think with Bradley Beal, he's somebody who has shown that he likes to be Robin. Being Batman is not where Bradley Beal excels. And if he does have to be forced into the Batman role, his team isn't successful. We've seen that in Washington year after year after year. Him and John Wall. Him and John Wall. When John Wall was there, he enjoyed it because John Wall was more the superstar. Here he could be like the guy who holds Robin's cape, Because you got you got Kevin Durant and you got Devin Booker, he's like I'm just I I fold the cape, it looks nice. I get it dry cleaned every Tuesday. I pick it up Wednesday morning. I deliver it to them. And by the way, I'm scoring 25 points a game as I do so. So yeah, I'm I'm with kind of both of you. The the challenge with point book, in my opinion, over a long enough period of time, is he he wears down. Uh, You know, there's a series that we're running on BrightSideOfTheSun.com for those of you who like to read. Please please head over to brightside of the, the sun.com it's the best fan site on the interwebs when it comes to breaking down phoenix sun's coverage and one of the things that i did as i reviewed devin booker's season i talked about how it was a tale of three acts and the first act he came out and he was on fire and you know 27 points per a game you know 20 to 25 from the field against the bulls for 51 points but ultimately because he didn't have a kevin durant type and he didn't have anyone who was consistently offensively contributing it wore him down and then he was out for 21 games. That was the act, the second act of the season. The third act of the season, he averaged he actually averaged 28 points per game, and eight of those games included Kevin Durant alongside him. So having that pressure of scoring might be something, you know, that night in and night out from Devin Booker, having to put up 28, 29, 30 points a game, knowing that you have Kevin Durant, knowing that you have Bradley Beal, could potentially be something that will allow him to, to operate better in the space that is point book. Now, that being said, again. Bradley Beal has his own injury issues. And the one thing that I'm concerned with all of this is, is this becoming Brooklyn West where they had Kevin Durant, where they yeah. had Kyrie Irving, where they had James Harden. And due to injuries, the guys never played together. Kevin Durant's a little bit older. Devin Booker has soft tissue issues. Hmm. Bradley Beal's injury prone. That is something that you have to take into account if you're one going to move forward. the
3: biggest what-ifs in NBA history. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh, no,
1: you're 100% right, though. And, and yeah. does this
2: become that same situation here in Phoenix? It, it's tough to say um but it's something you have to worry about every year now with these because it's it's a lot on the line every year it's championship or bust now here in phoenix and if these guys end up injured it's like fuck well you know the same thing with chris paul we took a chance on him definitely helped our franchise turn around but it was the injuries every playoffs you know what i mean so the way that teams are winning now obviously just takes a lot of discipline that you have to have the star you have to the best player on the court now we're gonna have three of them, but also you can't. You have to worry about whether or not they're gonna make the game and actually be out there. They're not gonna twist their ankle in the, in the layup line, so it's a lot on the line, a lot of uh, anxiety. I think that you can, you know, hone in as a Suns fan and just hope to God, you know, if we don't go twenty and zero to start the season with the with the lineup like that with those three guys, and there's gonna be like, oh well, are these guys gonna do it? Are they gonna make sense? I don't know. There's just a lot to think about going into this season for sure.
3: Something I thought of too. I'm sorry to interrupt, John. Go for is- it. Go for. It. You know how like, you know, we John Drayton is, you know, top twenty ish center in the league, if you will. And I was kinda of thinking, if this Bradley Beal trade goes down, and I'm maybe we'll talk about it later, but what are we gonna do? And let's say John Drayton is in this trade, what are we gonna do at the center position? Like, well, yeah, think- we got Biombo, we got Jock Lindell, but like we need somebody else. Let's be real. So that's a great
1: transition to some mechanics of some potential trades that exist yeah. out there. So let's start with what Chris Haynes initially reported. Yeah. You know, while DeAndre Aydin and Landry Schammett, uh could make the deal happen, it's, re- it's been reported that it's most likely going to be, if it is to occur, Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. So can I first just start by saying, if that's the case, I'm calling it the Landry Shamit deal. I'm excited as fuck that we can get off of Landry Shamet and somehow get an asset in return that's worth a shit. But also, what are your thoughts on that deal in in, in its by itself? Bring, you know, getting rid of Landry Shamet and Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. If that's the trade, if that's it, where do you rank that, you know, uh, you know A through F for the Phoenix Suns and where do you rank that A for F through F for Washington, knowing that Washington essentially is they're looking for that salary dump, right? They might potentially, and, and, and maybe, and, and, and as we discuss this, perhaps somebody who's either on the Suns Geek channel or a, is a jamster on the Suns Jam Session podcast channel can let us know, is it possible for Washington to acquire Chris Paul, waive him, and then the Suns can just hire, bring him back on a veteran minimum? Let us know <laughs> what you think, because that'd be, that'd be a fucking, whoo. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, him. like yeah, on the something.
3: surface, the Suns would win that trade by a mile, but this would be one of those trades like, We would have to see, you know, how long, you know, what's going to happen. Kind of like the KD trade, like down the road, what happens with Mikael Bridges, what happens with KD and all that. Do the Suns win a championship? But it's also like, I highly doubt that they would be able, like, would Chris Paul really want to stay there? Let's be real. Maybe Landry Shamit would. But I'm like, Chris Paul probably would want to stay with the Like, I don't know. I don't see Chris Paul staying with the Wizards. And again, Chris Paul has even said like, well, I don't know if he's really set up. He wants to continue to play for Phoenix. And there is those reports of he will come back on the minimum. So, again, if that is financially possible to get Chris Paul back, that's an A-plus, you know, 100% great trade. And, again, like, the Wizards don't really care. Like, they're going to get back whatever they can and just go from there, clear the books, and rebuild yes. the roster. And that's the so. key.
1: Is they're, they're trying to rebuild or try to clear the books. And I'm sure some of the mechanics behind the trade right now are just that, that in yeah. discussions that they're having with Washington – the Suns might be talking to the wizards and being like, Hey, as a part of this deal and we're bringing you Chris Paul, can you waive him making him a free agent so he can end up where he wants to go? Can you do him? That's all, because that's what they're looking for. They're not looking to bring in Chris Paul to try to, you know, bring them to a championship at 38. No, they're trying to get rid of Bradley Beal's contract. That's the primary reason for this. And then, go into dumpster fire mode for a couple seasons, build up some draft picks, build up some equity <laughs> yeah. and put themselves in a position to be successful in the upcoming years. Seeing as they have a new general manager and, and president of operations out there, that's what they're most likely aiming for. So, yeah. you know, when you see that trade, Matthew, Chris Paul, yeah. Landry Shaman for Bradley Beal, what's your initial reaction?
2: Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. Can he come back? Um, yeah. It's a lot of talking. I feel like with Chris Paul, cause you got to pay him respect. And I think these, these players do, you have James Jones at the front, or the GM for the Suns. So he knows how the players act and what they need to like actually feel good about certain trades to come back. Pretty so true. if there's actually, you know, some talks and stuff, that's fantastic. If you have the lineup of you know Aiden's gone, if there's another trade to get rid of him, then that would make even more sense. If it's just Shamit and Chris Paul, it's like, well, what about Aiden? I think it would be a separate transaction. You get rid of him, then you have the Chris Paul. If he comes back on a lesser salary, you have him, book, um, it appears Hill you can't do that. Katie.
1: You can't oh, really Libertarian Sasquatch in the chat. You can't get traded to a team, waived and re-signed with your old team for a full season. And that sounds correct. Mm. So, okay, but, so
2: fuck it then. But, but that being said... <laughs> I wonder if
3: James I, Jones and Matt Ishbia could swing that, though, somehow find a way to get it done. <laughs> like with the new CBA. Yeah,
1: there's they, new- you have
2: to think, though, that they want Chris Paul here next year in a way, exactly. right? Just, just in a way to finish it out and see if they can get him for lesser money and just not be the point guard, but just be with the team. Maybe that's not a thing, but... If DA is going to be gone, I would rather have, of course, Chris Paul, but it just seems like, you know, trading him away and then not him having another chance at a title. I think these players, especially Booker, they probably want him back. I'm sure KD does, oh, yeah. even though they butted some heads on the court and stuff because I think they need each other. And this is uh, an opportunity for them to actually win a title next two years if he can come back on a lesser salary. But I, I think that's really in their minds going into the next season.
1: And I think when I see that initial trade, of course – You get excited for a couple of different reasons. One, again, you Shamit's gone. (laughs) Shamit's deal is so untradeable, in my opinion, because due to the new CBA, the mid, the middle contracts, those guys making anywhere between ten and eighteen million, those guys are going to go away because outside of contract and salary cap fillers, they don't really make sense. Your backup. To Devin Booker's making ten million, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Pretty Not true. with the new CBA. I mean, you, it could make sense if you're a team full of ten million dollar contract guys. But if you're teams that have two max contract guys or two max contract guys, maybe even three max contract guys, which is now going to go, you know, the way of the dodo, if you will, and become extinct. His value is is really a, a dying breed. So if you can include Landry Sham in a deal for Bradley Beal, that's a win for the Suns because that opens up opportunity behind Devin Booker. And we talked about, you know, mid-level exception or veteran minimum guys who are going to become available in free agency. And if you look at the shooting guard, uh, 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 all the guys who are going to be available via free agency in the shooting guard, Matthew and I literally just went through it during in, in a podcast last week. There's there's plenty of guys. Yeah. There's plenty of guys who'd like to come to Phoenix and could provide you quality, quality minutes and quality uh, uh, offensive and defensive defensive. Uh, contributions to the team now the chris paul side of it is yeah you're uh, ultimately you're you don't want to pay chris paul 30 million next year so i look at it this way bring in bradley beal even though i think it's fiscally irresponsible for the Suns to do so if they again ain't my money so i don't care there if they can if they have true faith that they can backfill this roster with veteran minimum guys who are quality veteran minimum guys I asked myself this, do I want to pay Bradley Beal $46.7 million in that next year? Or would I rather the Suns play, pay Chris Paul and Landry Shaman a combined $40 million? And I'd go with Bradley Beal. Now, again, the challenge with Bradley Beal isn't this year, in my opinion. From a fiscal standpoint, it's four years from now when he's opting into his player uh, option for $50 million. Like, But again, Matthew, you say this all the time on the pod. Contracts don't really matter. In f- in three years, who knows where he's going to be? What he's going to be? Who knows if where they're the going to restructure? Who knows who the Suns will be? Mm-hmm. So, on the surface, I'm for that deal. Now, if it was flipped per Chris Haynes' report, if it's Landry Sham and DeAndre Ayton, Matthew, I'll let you go first for Bradley Beal. Just straight up, those three assets involved. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts and how do you feel?
2: um didn't we just talk about that or no oh my well, bad you, oh yeah you talked a little bit about <laughs> the Andre.
1: i was talking more cp3
2: oh cp3 oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. you were it, saying
1: you want cp3 back get rid of eight okay the heard. first
2: the first word that comes to mind is really just chaos in a way i mean i think we have three do we have a leader on this team you know there's someone in the chat saying just give me fred van vliet just give me that guy with his lineup you know what i mean someone that can maybe lead as a point guard." So Booker has to take the next step. I think if this is actually an option for the Suns and it goes through, Booker would have to take the next step as that leader. And we've seen it, we've seen him get better. I think Chris Paul definitely rubbed off on him so that now he can go into seasons and just be the Suns leader. He doesn't cry like he used to. So if we have him, we know KD isn't. KD's not a leader, he just goes out there and plays ball. That's it. We need someone to actually just hold guys accountable. And that maybe can be Book. And then I like I said before, with Beal coming here. How can he adjust? And Booker just has to take that next step, and it's gonna to be tough, right? Because he's without Monty, he's with a new coach. But maybe deep down, like Booker's like, can I just be that guy, you know, that can lead this team? Whoever comes in here, I can be the Chris Paul, you know, maybe not as annoying, and I won't talk as much and call you at three o'clock in the morning with something I saw on tape. But he can definitely be a guy that other guys can look up to. You like this guy's a winner. He's a Kobe, but maybe he can be a better leader sooner than later.
3: Absolutely. 110% agree. I mean, obviously, Devin Booker wouldn't be like yeah. the next Chris Paul, like off the court and in practice and everything, but he would, he would have to hold these guys accountable because let's be real. This is still Devin Booker's team post KD trade. It always will be Devin Booker's team. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. who comes to this team. And Devin Booker's going to have to do more than just perform on the court. And that's what exactly what Matthew was saying. And you know what? Let's be real. Kevin Durant, too. And that's where these guys, bring in their career resumes and everything. And they, these guys have been there and done that. So they would have to be the 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 great leaders and the great examples for these other guys on the team and for the franchise as well. So I 100% agree. So if
1: DeAndre is included in this trade, how do the Suns move forward? Because as you were mentioning a little bit earlier, Brandon, you tr- you take DA, you take Shamit, you flip him for Beal, right? All that leadership, all the things you guys are talking about, Booker, it's his team, the leadership, you know,
3: no uh, more DA drama, no no
1: more DA drama. (laughs) Are the Suns simply playing the, the free agent market in, in hopes that they can bring in somebody who uh, can fill those, fill those minutes for DA. Can we, you know, cause, cause that's what some of the, the and stands want, right? Or the anti and stands where they're sitting there and they're going, they're literally saying, you know what? we don't need to pay $33 million for DeAndre Ayton. We can go out to free agency and we can take a shot at some of the upcoming centers that are going to be available and bring them in on much, much more cost-effective uh, uh, contracts. Right. You know, you look at some of the unrestricted free agents when it comes to the center position, uh, Bismack Biombo being one of those, but there's Thomas Bryant, there's Dwight Powell, Nas Reed, My- Mason Plumley, Christian so Wood, Yaka centers. Per- Nikolai Vucevic, Brooke, Lo- Brooke Lopez, uh, Dwayne Dedman, Gorgie Jang. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. Frank Kaminsky, bring him back. There's a lot <laughs> of guys out there. So, if you could pick between the two and it's just those because I'm going to talk about Kuzma here in a second. But if you could pick between those two trades, I'll ask you both this. Would you prefer Chris Paul and Shamit for Beal or Ayton and Shamit for Beal or none
3: and you don't want Beal? Matthew, so you want to get this one? No, you go first. <laughs> I'm going to sort of go with, because I, I, I feel like the last few NBA finals have proven that you need like a dominant big man to win a championship. So I'm going to play a little bit of NBA 2K here and get the Chris paul Shamit deal done. That way we keep DeAndre Ayton, again, financially, no clue how that works. Uh, the it fans works. might pay for that in the future and everything, but... Don't care, DeAndre Ayton. When he wants to be, is a dominant center, and we would have a guy to clean up the rebound, uh, you know, the missed shots and grab the rebounds and maybe block some shots. And maybe under Frank Vogel and his new coaching staff and everything, maybe absolutely dominate out there and be the dominating that you claim to be. And again, with Bradley Beal being here, maybe that changes some things. So I'm going to kind of just play the 2K game here and and pretend that we trade Chris Paul and Landry Shamit and keep Ayton. And but again. Some of those names you threw out there are, are very serviceable centers and guys that really would show a lot and do a lot of things for us and show a lot of hustle and effort, sort of like a, a Jock Lendale or a Bismack Biombo did at times. But again, I just feel like if for some reason Aiton's gone for whatever it is, even if we don't get Bradley Beal, we still need like a, a true dominant center or some guy that can be like a Kavon Looney, if you will, that can that can help win you some games, grab some boards, block some shots and be part of that championship culture and help you get to the finals and win a championship so i don't I like know. it
2: yeah yeah i like it um if you think back to last season who had like the more outstanding games between Landell, bismack and Aiden? like so like impactful we're like damn what a great game right jam started the game i feel like jock and bismack had more outstanding games maybe because they're just you know the the guys that are just the role players the backup centers that's fine but i just i feel like you can fill that role and you can, you can trade DA like we need to, and you can get a guy to fill in, like you said the names before, and we would be okay. Um, the whole Chris Paul thing, yeah, you don't trade him, but then you still have to work out the contract to get more depth. I would rather go that route too. And I think we take the and- salary
3: cap hit too.
2: Yeah, and I well, honestly, do I even want bill anymore? I don't know. I don't know what I want in life. You know, the I'm whole here. time i was sitting here back and forth between <laughs> you guys, like, I don't know, I don't know. All right, just never mind. Too much stress in my mind. I'm just, I don't care anymore.
1: That's the typical. <laughs> that's that's the James Jones approach, though. Too many options. I will do nothing. Yeah, just do nothing. <laughs> that's well, why that's Matt, like, Matt Ishby is there. He's just like kind of, you know. Yeah. Ah, ah. He's he's, he's, he's shaking done. on that Adderall, and he's just like, we're gonna do something here. We're yeah. gonna do something. Um. Yeah, you know, if we were – so I will say this. Looking at everything holistically, I would prefer the Suns stay away from Beal. If they're willing to put their name into the Beal sweepstakes or he prefers coming here, that says more than actually acquiring him, in my opinion. Preach. That's him saying, I want to be in Phoenix. That's uh, the Suns putting themselves out there and being like, yeah, you know, we're we're players in this market. There's going to be other options. There's going to be other opportunities in free agency and via the trade market. And you don't have to be as tied down to somebody like Bradley Beal. Somebody who does have an injury history. Somebody who's not necessarily going to give you that price or value paid, especially four seasons from now, whether or not he's on the Suns or not. But if they were to move forward with one of these deals, I would say Chris Paul, Landry you know, and hold on to D.A. for two different reasons. One, hold on to D.A., because we, I want to see what he looks like under Frank Vogel. I want to see if he can bring it under Frank Vogel. And then if that doesn't work out, that's another trade him at the deadline. Exactly. It's what I literally what I said on the last pod. Yep. Or hold on to DA and then trade him for something else this offseason. That's going to net you some more depth for that $33.3 million he's supposed to make next year. Break that into a couple assets like we've talked about before. Go to Indiana. Get Miles Turner. Get either Buddy Heald or TJ McConnell. Right? And I feel like more of TJ McConnell than Buddy Heald if you're having Beal and uh, Booker on the team. So those are the two. You know, it, it, I'm not pro Beal, but if I am going to be, if I if I'm forced to be pro Beal, I'd rather we give up Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. Now you talk about Kyle Kuzma. Oh, and real quick, before I get into that, I want to give a shout-out to a couple Super Chats. Uh, New Hope Manny, $4.99 in the Super Chat. Truly appreciate it. Love from Pennsylvania. Hope everything's going good out there in PA. And then we got Roy for $1.99. He says, if we get Beal, how would our bench look? Mm. A bunch of veteran minimum guys. Yep. Bunch of veteran minimum guys. But again, it might be some quality veteran minimum guys, considering the fact that this team has the firepower to potentially win a championship. And that's what's important about this. Now, we talk about Kyle Kuzma. I know that Suns Geek on your channel, because it has to do with the Phoenix Suns, you definitely did a video about it (laughs) yesterday. You were talking a little bit about Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is somebody who has a player option this year for $13 And most uh, arrows are pointing to the fact that he's probably going to opt out of that because he wants to try to take his shot at free agency and see what he can get. Now, part of this might be Kyle Kuzma. Here's another little X factor, another little thing to sprinkle in there, if you will, as a part of this trade. If we were to trade Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton to the Wizards, we get Bradley Beal in return. And part of that, Kyle Kuzma opts into his contract for this year to make $13 million. He becomes an unrestricted free agent next year. This could be for him to go, hey, you know what? I could have a chance to play with Bradley Beal, who I've played with before. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm going to opt into this. In my opinion, that's that's the win, that's the winning scenario yeah. in this whole thing. You turn CP3 and Aiton into Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma. That is some 2K shit, if I've ever heard it, huh? Exactly.
2: Yeah, definitely. uh, When that comes across, you know, the hard on is flipped up. It's just, it's good stuff. And I think Kyle Kuzma right now is a guy that, you know, he's matured. I think he's ready to go to a team to actually win. I question about Beal, but I think Kuzma can be that guy. Um, Kuzma is someone that we've always wanted, obviously, but. Is he like a championship, you know, different? Is he a guy that can actually make you a contender? There's other teams like Dallas, um, you know, even um, the Kings that might make a trade for a guy like Kuzma. I think he's that good. I think he can be that guy, um, a better Michael Porter Jr. You know what I mean? A guy that can actually show up game yeah. to game. Not as consistent as, you know, a KD or Booker, but he can be there. He can be a really solid role player. He's a big body rebounder. He can do a lot. And I think if he has a team behind him that believes in him and he's in a good situation, you're going to get even better. Kyle Kuzma. I'm excited to see what that looks like because that's going to be, I feel like very outstanding.
3: Yeah, that would definitely be the two K fantasy scenario, but don't forget. I mean, he won a championship with Frank Vogel, just saying, but I a hundred percent agree with everything. Matthew just said, that would be incredible. I do feel like Kyle Kuzma has matured a little bit and he knows the game. Apparently he was golfing in Phoenix recently, but who knows? Probably a lot of people do that. So I just, Wanted to yeah. throw that out there. This guy has matured. He definitely can score the ball. He's got good size, can defend. And if he's willing to take, you know, whatever contract and come to Phoenix to win a championship, I'm, I'm all for it, man.
1: Yeah, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, your guards. Your forwards are Kevin Durant and Kyle Kuzma. Ooh. And in, insert center into here. Yeah. You know, so again, bad. a lot of offense and some decent defense. Booker yeah. plays defense. Durant plays defense. Kuzma can play some defense. Beal would be your your pigeon, if you will. Uh, And it depends on who you can get at the five. But I think that that's the home run. That's the two-point conversion. That's the slam dunk trade, in my opinion, is if the Phoenix Suns can go and make that one happen. uh, Yeah, we're doing another emergency pod and we're getting in here. I'm like, what the fuck just (laughs) happened? What jersey numbers are they going to wear? I don't know, you know. Any other thoughts? What else do we want to talk about before we got out of here? Just real
3: quick, not going to spend too much time on this. Daniel Gafford could potentially be a target. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with DA and with uh, with Bradley Beal, but that dude plays hard. I don't know what his contract is. I'll have to look it up and everything. But this is a dude that plays hard. He's got good size, and he is on the Wizards. And clearly, they're rebuilding, so maybe Daniel Gafford could be a potential target.
1: So, Daniel Gafford this season is slated to make twelve point four million. He's the yeah. first of a three-year, forty million dollar extension mm-hmm. that he received. Right. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I you know, he's twenty-four. You know, he'll be twenty-five when the season begins. Uh, four-year guy out of Arkansas. Yeah, and like you said, plays plays hard. He he mm-hmm. would be a Vogel type, that's for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What else you want to talk about? Perfect.
2: Mike? No, this <laughs> is a lot. For a uh, a Saturday, you know, I have five days off. I'm very excited. This is a great way to kick it off with Suns with John, <laughs> talking <laughs> about Suns editions. You know, there's nothing better. So there's going to be plenty of news, I feel like, coming out. Like, when you texted me, Beal, you want to talk about Beal? I'm like, what happened? Like, really? Already? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be it. That way, if you subscribe, just make sure that you do to both of us. But there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. There's gonna be I don't a big know. Off season, guys.
3: I don't know if you guys have talked about it on the podcast. Now, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with the Sprawley Beal stuff and even with DeAndre Ayton as well, but what, what are your guys' takes on the on the draft pick that we have? 52, nope. like are we going to trade None. it? Did you guys hear the reports that we're potentially trying to trade into the the 20s and 30s? What do you guys think about that?
1: So, what I will say to everybody is when the 22nd comes around, Don't just tune out as a Suns fan because we have the 52nd pick because the Suns are already showing you that, you know, with Matt Ishbia in charge, they're going to be movers and shakers. I don't know what that necessarily means. I don't know if that is to try to move off of an asset, maybe like a Cameron Payne plus a draft pick to move up in the draft. And like you said, geek, even if it's to the 35th pick, right, that's coming off. six. It's still Mm -hmm. up and it's still and six million off of Cameron Payne. And if, for, if it's for somebody who they feel who eventually can help the team, it, they might go that route. Now, we do know that James Jones obviously is not a draft guy. He's somebody who doesn't really care on investing and developing players. But given Matt Ishbia's footprint with this team and his uh, promise, or at least observation, that he wants to bring a G League team back to the Phoenix Suns, because the Phoenix Suns are now the only team without a G League team. The yep. Portland Trailblazers were the other one, and they are now have one. You're going to have to have the ability to develop players at some point or at least have a, a system of players so you can bring up in season when you have these superstars playing, but the depth is hurting, yada, yada, yada. Get them in there and, and have have a conduit to help that. I think that because of the way that this this team and this franchise's direction has changed, the draft becomes interesting because we just don't know yet. We don't know what Matt Ishbia plus James Jones equals on draft day Preach. because it's never happened. So I'm excited for the 22nd just to sit back and watch. Uh, and if the suns move up, I'll be going live. And yeah. I there's was... always
2: something that's going to happen. You never know. You really, and Matt Ishbia, we have some coaches now, you know, uh, Frank Vogel and, F- and Fizzdale that can maybe develop some guys too. So it's a different outlook. We don't just have like a mentor in Monty Williams, some guys that might want to develop some guys in the draft that they're excited about. So I think it goes all the way around. I think, Monty and James Jones never wanted to, but now it's you know, Vogel and James Jones, Vogel might want some guys out there.
3: I was just gonna say too, um, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. This is a recency bias example, but like look at the Denver Nuggets with Christian Braun. Like, I'm not saying every draft pick from Miami here on out Heat. is gonna be yeah, exactly. Like they, they, they got a bunch of undrafted guys, young so that's guys. that's why
1: a G League's important.
3: Yeah, get a G League in there, get a get a rookie who can play, who's won at the high school and the college level. And just give these guys playing time, man, especially under a team that is contending for a title. And also this isn't necessarily breaking news. Um, but John Gambo pretty much tweeted, yes, the reports of on Bradley Beal are accurate. So, All okay. right. So I mean, it wasn't another phone, wasted like whole, podcast.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this podcast we do, it's just like the next day is like, oh, wait. <laughs> Chris Paul actually is not going to be waived yeah. right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? There's, there's more in the works behind the
1: scenes. So this is going to be interesting. It's going to be yeah. an interesting Father's Day weekend here. So and again, that's, you know, with the whole CEO of the son's dad being the agent of Bradley <laughs> Beal, he'd be like, dad. I know it's Father's day, day, but like, but hook me up. But uh, one thing I did want to throw down before we get out of here is a reminder that if you're living in Arizona, DraftKings has upgraded their sign-up for a uh, for a limited time. So if you're a new user, you can receive a two thousand, you can t- receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets by following three steps: create an account, deposit, and then wager five dollars on any sport. Whether your first wager winner loses, you'll still receive the two hundred dollars in bonus bets. All you have to do is use our promo code, which is Suns when you sign up, offers available only to new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in Arizona. Please get them responsible if you know you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-100-next-step. Check out the episode description for full terms of the offer. Had to throw out there, had to get that DraftKings out there. So, yeah, no, it's it's, it's going to be an exciting, you know, this is this, this is kind of like the, you know, remember, remember that little, little paper footballs you used to play with?
2: Oh, yeah. Football, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: You know, and you, yeah. you sit there and your your buddy would be be a field goal. And for some reason we we're all idiots as kids and we hold a field goal right in front of us and the, whenever they kick a field goal hit you right in the eye. Just keep doing <laughs> it. But over and over it it. over to the side. I don't know. But this is this is what it is. This is it's going on right now. The Bradley Beal news is like the paper football. Yep. And it's just the kickoff and the, somebody's yep. we're just we're just kicking off how this get get offseason is going to is going to be and yes you're going to get hit in the face with all the news that's coming your way whether it's on the suns geek channel whether it's from the suns jam session oh, what did i run that for you john what, no you nailed it you were
2: <laughs> setting that up though i know but i just yeah. jumped in there
1: no the but the way you said you, you you jumped in there actually helped me transition to exactly okay. what i was going to say wow, what wait, actually wait, screwed me up say. is when you asked me I if you that? screwed it up
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was just yeah. going to say to uh you know it's still very early in the offseason obviously like, we're not even at the draft yet and and yeah. technically free agency starts June 30th not really July 1st so you know we got be having a completely different conversation tomorrow yes. So just stay on your phones, everybody. Make sure here. you're checking the right sources like your Woj and Shams and all them. Yes. And don't get duped or whatever. And uh, it's going to be a chaotic Aussie. That, that and, is an understatement.
1: And make sure that you're subscribed to our channels and you have the notifications on that lets you know when we go live. Because we've all proven we'll go live at any point. When we hear news... <laughs> Matthew and I, we're running to our phones. Suns Geek, you're doing the same thing. We're getting on. We're trying to get that content out there, and we're having those conversations with you. And a shout-out to everybody in the chat as you're talking about everything that's going on as well. That's what makes this fun, and that's Suns community so much fun. So make sure you follow me, at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. at Matthew Lissy. You can follow Suns Geek.
3: Just at Suns Geek. Search Suns Geek, and you will find me.
1: And you can follow our show at Suns Jam on Twitter as well. So uh, until like five hours from now when everything changes and we're doing another emergency <laughs> podcast, guys, uh, is there anything else we got? Uh, it, you guys, right? <laughs> are you well, good?
3: I was just going to say, just you guys know me, always pumping out the content and everything, you know, live shows, YouTube shorts, all that stuff. So.
2: <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Uh, go home and love your family.